Welcome to the Display the Gospel podcast, a place where we will explore topics related to the Christian life in order to demonstrate and declare the gospel as followers of Jesus. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in again today. Uh, This is part three of a series uh, about the topic of racism. Uh, The first episode, if you haven't listened to it, is talking about diagnosing the real problem. Uh, If you haven't listened to that episode, I'd highly encourage you to go back and listen to it because it kind of shapes the way that we are talking about this issue. Uh, But in summary, uh, the real problem is not racism. The real problem is depravity, meaning the utter and complete uh, brokenness and rebellion of mankind against the design of God. And therefore, that is the root problem that we are all bent on doing whatever we think is right in our own eyes without any regard to the design of God. Therefore, that is the root. And then anything uh, that grows out of that rebellion, uh, which takes many, many forms in our world today, whether that be racism or addiction or uh, any type of crime, I mean, any of that is just a symptom of a much greater problem of depravity. So that's that was episode one. In episode two, we talked about some very simple but practical steps uh, to begin uh, trying to wrestle with what do we do with this topic. We don't just want to bury our head in the sand and say, well, it's going on. What do I do? I guess let's go back to my life. Um, and so there was, I gave three simple practical steps to kind of begin taking steps personally to, to try to make some positive shifts in the way that we think about racism and the way we talk to our family, the way we talk to our kids. And so much of this starts at home. Um, and so uh, real quick, I, I just want to say that, you know, if, if you're going to protests and you're super active on social media about posting your opinion and you are, uh, you know, wanting to go to the, the, the government agencies in your town to, to get policies changed and written, now, all of that has its place and I think could be potentially a part of some helpful steps. However... If you're doing all of those things, but you're not talking to your own children or your own family about these issues, I would just candidly say that that's pretty hypocritical uh, because you can't really expect people to, uh, to listen to you or listen to your policy changes or listen to your protests or read your sign or whatever it might be or read your posts on social media uh, when you're not even actually living it out in your own home. And so that's really where I think it starts. Uh, It starts in your own life, on your own turf, in your own front yard. How can you actually be a person who's going to pursue the way that Christians ought to pursue this from a biblical worldview? And then that leads us to our topic today. As Christians, we have a very unique way that we are supposed to see the world. And now, again, Christians are not perfect at all. In fact, they're very flawed, even though they are redeemed uh, through the blood and the atonement of Jesus Christ. But Christians ought to see the world through the lens of Scripture. Uh, therefore, there, in the Bible, there's this idea in Genesis 1:27, where God creates mankind. Now, before that, he also created everything in the world, everything from the plants and the, the animals to the sky to the water to mountains and everything that fills the earth, the Bible says God made it. And he said it was good. But then when he made mankind and he put 
Adam and Eve together, he said that it was very good. And so there's this distinction between creation in terms of plants and trees and fish and water and mountains and sky. There's a distinction between those things and the other things that God made, which is people, which is humans. And there is a priority level that humans have a far superior worth than things like land and sea and sky. So that's one aspect. But in Genesis 1.27, it says that, that God made man in his image. So in the image of God, man was made. Therefore, you know, creation doesn't take on any appearance or likeness to God himself. But the Bible does say that humanity, all humans, the entire human race, which there's only one, it's a human race, all of humanity actually takes on a likeness to that of God, the creator of the universe. And therefore, as Bible-believing Christians, one of our core responsibilities is to embrace this idea of being made in the image of God. The fancy language for it is the doctrine of the Imago Dei. And the Imago Dei is simply the image of God. Imago means image and Dei means God. And so, in the Imago Dei, Christians ought to be embracing every single human being on this planet with a perspective that they are also made in the image of God just like we are. And being made in the image of God carries with it an inherent value and dignity and worth that far surpasses any other thing like land and water and, and the sky or anything in it of birds and, 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 and animals or anything else. And so as we look at this topic of racism, uh, Christian or non-Christian, humanity is supposed to value humanity, period. So whether my skin color is a different color than another person's, whether my, my socioeconomic class is different, whether my language is different, whether my experiences, my background, my religious beliefs are different, there is an inherent design in God's design, and He calls His people specifically to treat all people with equal dignity and value and worth and esteem. And so this is a, a huge topic in our world. Now this doesn't mean because we value and treat with equality, it doesn't mean that we, that we cannot disagree about beliefs and convictions, but that shouldn't outweigh the reality that we are called to love all people and treat them the same. I mean, the golden rule has been around for a long, long time. Yet it's deeply profound and it's deeply rooted in Scripture. Treat others the way that you want to be treated. Who wants to be discriminated against based on any factor, let alone the color of your skin or the neighborhood you're from or the language you speak or don't speak or the money that you have or don't have? Nobody wants to be discriminated or mistreated or abused or taken advantage of or manipulated uh, either on a one-time situation or in a systemic way. All of that is wrong. And so as Christians, I hope that we can begin to embrace the Imago Dei, the image of God that we are created in, and therefore we should lead the way, we should lead by example in treating every single human being the same way we would treat ourselves, the way we want to be treated, the way we would treat someone in our, our own family, the way we would treat our own children. 
with dignity and value and worth and love and compassion and charity. All these things are, are built into the very DNA of God and they're also, also built into the very DNA of what God asks and requires of His people. And so Christians, first and foremost, should be leading the way in this. We should be a model to the world of embracing each other, even in the midst of our diversity, whether it's skin color, background, or any other thing, that you truly can have a humanity unity, even though we might look different, sound different, or come from different backgrounds. And so I hope that as you're listening to this, that you would step back and remember that skin color is completely arbitrary in the kingdom of God and God's design. We've all been designed by the same creator God, and He is truly the one who gives us the framework to understand how to live and how to love one another. So I pray that as you listen to this, that you would begin to look at people the way that God sees people, not as color or class or less than or inferior or superior or anything else, but that you would look at people with the compassion and the love and the beauty that the way that God sees His people. And that as Christians, we can model then all these types of relationship dynamics with all kinds of people, even though we're very different. And so there's a beauty in our diversity. There's a beauty in the way that God has made every human being is a completely unique human being. And there's beauty in that. We don't all need to be the same way. In fact, it would be quite boring and quite dreadful if they were, if the whole world was even like me. <laughs> and so there is beauty in diversity. And we need to embrace that with a biblical perspective and treat each other with love and respect and kindness. And then to march forward in unity with one another, knowing that every human has value and dignity. And when we take that away, when we, when we treat people the way that we don't want to be treated and we treat certain kinds of people uh, poorly, like they are an animal or even less, that breaks God's heart and it breaks God's design for the way that He's intended humanity to be. Now again, we live in a broken world with a broken system and a broken reality and that's because of sin. But there is coming a day when Jesus promises to return and there will be justice, there will be peace brought to those who are in his family and there will be justice and judgment brought to those who are not and so if you're listening to this and you are not a follower of Jesus Christ I would plead with you to open up your word open up the Bible to the book of John and read and see that Jesus is who he said he is that he was God who became flesh who came to this earth who stepped into the brokenness to fix the problems that we created with our own rebellion he came down to fix those problems by dying on the cross paying for every sin that we deserve sacrificing his life for us the ultimate act of unconditional love therefore making us free from the debt that we owe to God free from the wrath of God and adopted into his family you want to talk about reconciliation. God in the gospel has accomplished the most glorious reconciliation possible. But that's an episode for another time. But for now, I hope that as you demonstrate and declare the gospel, you will walk in obedience, in love, and in faithfulness to the doctrine of the Imago Day tomorrow, and this week, and this month, and the rest of the year. 
You can find a wealth of resources including free downloads, videos, book recommendations, sermons, training opportunities, and more at my website, www.displaythegospel.com.